What makes us unique as men? Are men unique? If you look at the way we're portrayed in the media, you wouldn't think it. A lot of guys in movies, TV shows, they're just stereotypes. Now, why are they stereotypes? Well, stereotypes are easy. However, as men, we aren't stereotypes and we shouldn't just blindly accept them. We shouldn't just follow along of what the stereotype says. Because when we follow the stereotype, we're losing an important part of who we are as men. As men, we have to learn to embrace our uniqueness. We need it. Our society needs it. Let's find out why on today's show. Let's jump in. Welcome to the Confident Man Podcast, empowering men with the confidence they need to live their adventure. Now, here is your host, David Maxwell. Hey guys, welcome to the Confident Man Podcast. Today we're talking about our uniqueness as men. Now, one thing most of us have as men is hands. Most of us have hands. I mean, unless you've had something tragic or otherwise happen in your life, most of us have hands. And our hands are pretty much the same. Some are bigger, some are smaller, some have more hair than others. But the main thing is we have fingerprints. And our fingerprints are what make us unique. And a lot of people forget about that when it comes to grouping people together. Society tends to lump all kinds of people together. And they do that for different reasons. They group them by race. They group them by income. They group them by where they live, where they go to school, where they graduated from school. These are all ways for us to group people together. And we do that because it's easy, number one. But the problem with that is a lot of times we lose a person's uniqueness when we just group the men. And that's happening to men today. Men are getting grouped in and all kinds of things. And one of the biggest things that happens to a lot of men is this phrase, toxic masculinity. Now I talk about that a lot because I hate the term, because I think it's a way to kind of put men down and a way of typecasting men and kind of grouping them all together. Now, some stereotypes and typecast have elements of truth in it, but they're not all true. Some people are toxic, but not everybody's toxic. And a lot of things that people think of, well, all men are this way or all men are that way, really isn't true. When the Super Bowl happened recently, my son and his wife were over here uh, watching it. And the Super Bowl happened the day before Valentine's. So during halftime, my son was like, hey, dad, I need to run to the store. I want to grab some stuff for my wife. And she was on the phone and doing some stuff. And she wanted to see the halftime show. We had no interest in the halftime show. So we went to the store and we bought some stuff and took it by their house during halftime. And the funny thing was during halftime, there was actually people at the grocery store who could care less about the Super Bowl. In fact, they were probably at the grocery store because they knew there wouldn't be a crowd and there wasn't. But there was men there. There were men there shopping who they didn't care about football. Now, if you look at the stereotype in the typecast, well, all men love football. All men love sports. These guys didn't. They either didn't like football, didn't care about the teams, or just would rather shop for food. And I understand that food has a very special place in my heart. But the men were there and they weren't the stereotypical men. And that helps us realize something as men. A lot of us as men were similar. We like a lot of the same things, but we aren't the same. And that's important for us today. And that's what we're going to be talking about. Because when it comes to our purpose, even if our purposes are similar, they're not the same. 
And what we have to do as men is embrace our uniqueness. And we do that in a three different ways. We're going to understand that men have similarities, that men don't have sameness, and that men must embrace their uniqueness. Okay, the first thing we want to talk about is how men have similarities. Now, a lot of guys do have similarities, and that's just true. There are certain things that appeal to men that most men like. And I'm not saying every single man likes it, but there's large majorities of men who like it, like sports or action movies or hunting or things like that. And similarities are not a bad thing. They're just reality. The same thing is for women. You know, a lot of women like the same thing, but not every woman likes the same thing. And that's just the way it is. Like my wife really didn't care about flowers. My son's wife, she loves flowers. So that's a difference. Not every woman's the same. Now, a lot of guys are similar. They're not the same, but they're similar. And that's really what really kind of connects us as men, that similarity. And that's not a bad thing because you don't lose yourself in similarities. It's just a way to connect with other people. We recognize and often find part of who we are through our similarities, through those relationships with other people around shared interests. A lot of times we discover a lot more about ourselves. Why is that? Because men really connect through similarities. They connect doing stuff. Men like that shoulder to shoulder connection. They're not really one to sit at a table and just kind of conversate back and forth. Now, I mean, you can do that, especially if you're eating, but a lot of guys don't just open up. What they do is they connect while doing stuff. That's why a lot of guys connect doing things together. You know, you take sports. A lot of guys connect playing sports, watching sports, being involved in it, or do-it-yourself projects. Guys who are handy hang out with other handy guys. Guys who love hunting hang out with hunting. Guys who are into golf, hang out with golf people. Guys who are into fixing up their car and building rat rods, they hang out with people like that. Guys who are into gaming and, and doing all the online stuff, they hang out with other people like that. That's a natural part of who we are. And that's not a bad thing. That's a big part of what makes us men. It's a big part of what connects us as men. And I think our society today is kind of losing that. And I think it's hurting us as men. A lot of us as men don't have those guys we hang out with regularly. So we're all kind of lone wolfing it out there and not doing that great a job. That's one thing that men in the past had that I think we've lost. You know, I've read about this group that met together every week. They were a writing club. And you think about it, a writing club. How exciting is that, Dave? Well, you may not think it's that exciting, but these guys did. They loved writing. They loved writing. They loved fiction. They loved mythology and all this other stuff. And they got together and they started encouraging each other in writing. And they would bring the stuff they've written and read it to each other. And they'd offer critiques and help. And you may have heard of a couple guys in this group. They were called the Inklings. One of them is C.S. Lewis and one of them is J.R.R. Tolkien. They did pretty good with the whole writing thing. In fact, those are some of my favorite authors and uh, books and movies and everything. So you've got to understand that these were just some guys who met. And when they first started meeting, because I think it was like 20 years they met together, and I think it was pretty much almost every week. And, and they would get together and encourage each other in writing. And you know what? A lot of guys aren't into writing. 
So they didn't meet together, but these guys bonded. They got really good friendships out of it. And that's something I think today as men, we need to look for. There's something about when men connect around shared interests and experiences. It builds us up. It makes us better. It's not a toxic thing. It's not a problematic thing. I think it's a natural part of being a man. And I think when we try to back away from that, we're kind of stopping who we are, what we're really about. We should embrace this in our society. We should encourage men to have strong relationships with other men. Because a lot of men today are losing friendships because they don't get around people who have similar interests. And it's those similarities that connect us. You know, if you're a big sports guy, you're going to a lot of times want to hang out with other people who are sports guys. You can talk about the same thing. And we shouldn't run away from that. That's normal. You don't block other people out of your life. But a lot of times your closest friends are going to be the ones you have shared interest with. And I think that's just part of the way we connect as men. And a lot of guys today are dealing with loneliness because they lack that connection. They lack that way of connecting with another man. And I'm not saying that men are always going to get around and talk deep talks. But there's just something when you're hanging out with some of your, some, a band of brothers and you share an interest, it just makes you want to be better. It makes you a better man. Now, can that go negative? Yes. Can a bunch of guys getting together do a negative thing? Yes, it can. And that's where we have to be careful and hang around people who actually build us up and make us better and don't tear us down. It's better for us. It's better for society. So what you're into is a natural way for you to make connections. Maybe you're a man who sometimes struggles with friendships, sometimes struggles with ways to connect with other guys. You try to have friendships, but they're not really built around shared interests. And those are hard and they take a lot of work. Well, what you got to do is understand that maybe you're trying to find friends in areas that isn't natural. So try and find some men who have similar interests. Because a lot of the guys who feel lonely, they're not really hanging out with people who have some shared interests. And that's that lack of connection that happens. So think about what are you into? What do you enjoy? That's a natural way of making connection. It doesn't have to be anything popular. It doesn't even have to be something classically manly. It could be whatever you're into. And you find other men who are into it too. There's something for everyone out there. You could be the biggest Star Wars nerd in the world and find other Star Wars nerds and y'all get together and talk about Star Wars. That's fine. You could be a hunter. You may be a guy who loves yard work. I'm probably not going to hang out with you because it's not my favorite thing to do. But you may be someone who's really into it. You want your grass to look perfect. So you start hanging out with other guys like that. That's normal. That's because you have similarities. And it could be a group of men who want to get together because they have a shared goal. Like I talked to a guy recently. In fact, I interviewed him for a future podcast. And he started getting a group of guys together who just wanted to be better dads. And a whole movement was born out of it because it was just a bunch of men who got together because they had a similar goal. We want to be good dads. We want to be better dads. And as men, what we have to do is learn that our similarities are a good thing. When we connect with other men, it's usually going to be through our similarities. And our similarities are really part of our uniqueness as men.
Okay, the second thing we want to talk about is how men don't have sameness. That's one of the things that makes us unique. We're similar as men, but we aren't the same. And you say, I don't know if that's really that big a deal, David. No, it's an important distinction because we are individuals as men. Just like we all have different fingerprints or retina scans or whatever, we all are different in little bitty ways. We may be similar, but we're not the same. And that's an important thing because a lot of times our connections with people do come out of our similarities, but every person who we're connected with is an individual. They're not the same. Just because they're in a group, even then, even if they have the same interest, it doesn't mean they're all the same. And that's why we want to see people as individuals and we want to see ourselves as men as individuals. Uh, just recently, I started having a group meet at my house on Monday night. They're called Appetizers and Anime, and I've talked about it recently. And we're a group that get together, and what we do is we watch anime. We eat appetizers, and we watch anime. And we're watching a show called The Rising of the Shield Hero, and it's, it's a great anime. I recommend it. And so we watch a couple of episodes, and we talk about it, talk about things we could learn from it and all that. So in this group, there's me. I'm a 55-year-old widowed man with two grown kids. I'm in the group. I'm hosting the group. I'm cooking for the group. My son is in the group. Now, he's 26, and he's married with no kids. So that's where he's at. And then there's another guy in the group who's married, but he has a little bit older kids. They're upper elementary. So he's in the group. And then the rest of the group is made up of college kids and high school kids. And they all come to the group. We've got young adult singles, we've got college age, we've got high school, we've got married, we've got married with kids, and we've got someone whose kids are grown. And that's all of us. We all get together and we all have different perspectives. We have different lives, but we get together around our love for anime. But what's happening there? Relationships are growing out of that. So even though each one of us is unique, we have a similarity that brings us together. So those similarities help us connect, but we, even then we're not the same. We're not the same people. We have different lives. We have different views of life. And you know, that's kind of the fun of life. Part of the adventure of life is you discovering really who you are. When we discover who we are as men, that's part of the adventure that we have. It's really what grows us up and what makes us individuals. We figure ourselves out a lot. You know, have you ever thought about that? What makes you, you? What are your likes? What are your dislikes? They're not the same as everybody else. What are your passions? What are things you get passionate about? And what are things you really don't care about? What's your frame of reference for life? What's kind of the mindset you approach life with? All of those things make you individuals. And as you grow in that, as you discover more about yourself, and even as you change and maybe develop new interests that you didn't have before, that's the journey. That's the fun of the journey. And every man can go on this journey. And the reason we want to do that as men, because if we don't, if we don't go on the journey, if we don't figure out who we are as individuals, we're in danger of becoming just part of the collective which means we're going to look the same as other men. We're going to act the same as other men. Now, I talked earlier about being similar to other men, and that's normal. But in the end, you're unique. Even if you're in a group of men and you all like the same thing and maybe even dress similar, you're not the same. You're unique, and you should understand that. Similarities are natural, but you don't want to lose your personal identity 
to the group. And that's the danger for a lot of men who get caught up in group activities, but they lose their individualness. They lose the, the focus of who they are. You see, history is full of, of groups of guys who get together and they kind of develop groupthink. And there's no personal identity. Everybody identifies with something different. They lose their individuality and it hurts. It hurts a lot of people. We've seen it through history. It doesn't turn out well for others. Because when a men get together and they don't maintain their own identity, then they can really become part of the collective and they let the group do their thinking for them. And I'm afraid that's happening today. A lot of men are kind of giving up their own autonomy and they're kind of letting the group do their thinking for them. Now, the guys who do that are doing that because they want the validation of the group. They become part of the collective because they get their identity from the collective. They get their validation as a man from the group. So what's going to happen is even if they don't know if they like what the group is doing, they won't speak out. They won't go against it. Why? Because they're afraid that the group will reject them. They're afraid they will get hurt. And you see, that's just peer pressure. You know, peer pressure is a lifetime thing. I did 30 years of working with students and I saw all kinds of peer pressure, but I see it in adults. We see it today among men. You know, men are trying to raise money, you know, in their own life. They're trying to make more money. They want to be ahead of so-and-so. Uh, guys in sports want to be better than so-and-so. Parents will even do it. I've seen parents who will flex uh, with other parents based on their child. You know, now as a parent, I understand bragging is something every parent can do because we love our kids. They're our kids and we should love them. And that's a good thing. But what a lot of people do is they start flexing. They start flexing in front of other parents, kind of basically that, oh, your kid is good, but my kid is better. And they're doing that not for their kid's sake, but for their sake. And dads will do that. They will flex. And what they're doing is they're not really building their child up. They're trying to build themselves up. And all that is, is kind of a peer pressure thing. It's them wanting to be seen as a cool parent, a perfect parent. All they're doing is working on their image. They don't really care really about the child. It's about them. And that's the danger for us as men is when we start caring so much about what other people think, what other people say, then those people, those things, they control us and we lose our autonomy as men. And a lot of guys out there are like that today. They, you know, whatever fashion says they should do, whatever YouTube says they should look like, you know, they're trying to work out to look like so-and-so. And what they're doing is, you know, they're losing themselves. Now you can be motivated by other people, but you don't want to lose your unique individuality to that. Men are similar, but they're not the same. We've got to make sure that on this quest for acceptance and connection, we don't lose who we are as men. And I want to ask you, what, what drives your life? Are you on a journey of adventure, discovering who you are as an individual man? Or are you just trying to get people to like you? Are you just trying to get people to think well of you? Are you becoming unique as a man? Or are you kind of losing yourself in the collective? And what we have to do is we have to battle against sameness. We don't want to be the same as everybody else. We can be similar, but not the same. Because similarities are fine. But when we become the same, we lose our uniqueness as men.
Okay, the third thing we want to talk about is how men must embrace their uniqueness. Because the truth is, every man is unique. And part of our growth as men and our development is embracing that uniqueness. And when I say embracing our uniqueness, I'm not talking about becoming like full of yourself. There's plenty of men who have that issue. And a lot of times I think that's just a natural kind of progression of men who are very insecure. Insecure guys will try to get the big head. Insecure guys will try to let everybody know how good they are. So when I talk about embracing your individual uniqueness, what I'm not talking about is you thinking you're the greatest thing in the world. You know, every man wants to be you and every woman wants to marry you. You know, it's just not like that. What we want to do is embrace that individual uniqueness. And a lot of guys say, well, well, how do we do that, David? Well, it starts with just developing our own inward validation. If you're dependent on outside forces or things to validate who you are as a man, you lose your uniqueness. You're giving that uniqueness up. If you're being controlled by, uh, you know, money, sex, power, success, then what you're doing is you're seeking in those things to validate who you are as a man. If I can have sex with a bunch of women, I am a man. If I can have a lot of money, I am a man. If I'm the president of the company, I am a man. And what you're doing is you're trying to find validation on outside things instead of finding it within. So what you're doing is you're giving up your uniqueness as a man. You're giving up that part of you that understands why and what you want out of life. And you're kind of turning it over to this outside thing. So really, that outside thing controls you. But when a man has inward validation, he has that inward confidence that centers him. You know, he understands he's not perfect. He still needs to grow and work and do. But he he understands that who he is as a man is based on who he is. It's not based on that outward thing. He knows who he is. He knows what he's all about. And this is a man who, who can lead. It's a man who can follow others. It's a man who can make choices that are positive. It's a man who's not controlled necessarily by his appetites, but he controls those appetites. Men who are inwardly validated can be leaders. They bring positive change to the world. But men who are always seeking validation can be easily controlled. They can be manipulated by popular trends, by other people, by whatever. Why? Because they're always looking for that shiny object. They're always looking for that gold medal of achievement. So wherever they think they'll get it is what really controls them. And what you want to do as a man is develop that inward validation. That's one of the key ways of how you embrace your own uniqueness. Another way is just having a growth mentality. You know, growing is something that we should do automatically. Now, when we're young, we we do it automatically. When you're born, you start growing and you can't really stop it. Now, as we become adults, though, the thing we have to understand is that growth is not necessarily automatic. In fact, if we're going to grow, it's a choice. We have to choose to grow. We have to choose to, to want to get better or to learn new things. You know, when you're a child, when you're young, learning new things is natural. You're doing it all the time. Your brain is taking it in. But as you get older, you've learned a lot. And so it takes more work to continue to learn. And sometimes as an adult, we have to unlearn things that we've learned. And it gets harder. 
and it takes more fortitude to do it. It takes more work to learn as you get older. And so a lot of guys just stop doing it. They stop having a growth mentality. They stop growing. And one of the reasons we stop growing as men is because, well, not only is it hard, but it's humbling. It takes humility and being willing to be taught by someone else, even being willing to be taught by someone who's younger than you. And you think, I should know this already. And so what a lot of guys do is they don't want to walk in that level of humility. So they just stop growing. They stop learning because they close their minds. It takes an open mind to grow. It just does. And, and what we want to do as men is we want to continue to grow. We want to make that choice to grow and develop our own unique life. And that doesn't stop when you reach a certain age. It doesn't stop when you hit 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. You want to keep growing. Because when men stop growing, they, they kind of fall into those stereotypes we talked about earlier. It's easy to become a stereotype because stereotypes are simple. They're easy. They don't take a lot of effort. And that's why so many men allow themselves to be categorized by the stereotype. In fact, for them, it's easier to fit the stereotype than it is to grow. So they just stay with the stereotype. You know, they, they don't try to become a new person. They don't try to grow. When I say grow, I'm not talking about, you know, going through a midlife crisis or anything like that. I'm just talking about getting better, becoming a better you. A lot of guys stop doing that and they just walk in the stereotype. And when you do that, you lose part of that uniqueness as a man. And the other thing that we have to do to embrace our uniqueness is look outward. Men who embrace their uniqueness and really own their identity those are men who are settled within themselves. They know themselves. They know what they're like. They're seeking to grow. And when they're doing all of these things, they're actually growing and becoming better as a person, but they also learn how to focus on others because they're already healthily focusing on themselves. There's a healthy way for you to focus on yourself and there's an unhealthy way. But when you are healthy, when you're growing, when you're validated from within, then you actually have the ability as a man to focus on others. You're not driven by the fact that you think you're the center of the universe. A lot of guys are today. A lot of guys live their entire life thinking everything really kind of revolves around them. There are men who aren't driven by self-image. They're not driven by success. You see, a lot of people, when they are driven by self-image and success, those are self-centered focuses. And that's a man who's not really looking at other people. He's not looking out a window. He's looking in the mirror. He's thinking about himself. And men who really only think about themselves, they, they don't help others. And if they do, it's really kind of manipulative. They want to control them. But men who know themselves, men who are growing, who've embraced their own uniqueness, they can openly and, and freely serve other people. They can help them and, and not expect anything back. I'm not saying they're perfect. I'm not saying they do everything right. I'm saying that that's something they can do. And they do it just for the sheer sake of doing it. Guys who are self-centered, when they serve, they want you to know. Because they think to themselves, what's in it for me? Those are the guys who are quick to let everyone know how humble they are. You know, oh, let me tell you how much I gave to this charity. But guys who are secure in who they are, they, they really don't care to tell you because it's not that important to them. They don't get their validation from it. 
they do it because it's the right thing to do. And we see this in our society today. See, a lot of men have dropped their own ability to lead others because all they're thinking about is themselves. And as men, when we're validated from within and we're really growing and embracing our uniqueness as a man, what happens is we can lead others because we're already leading ourselves. And if a man leads himself, he can lead his family and he can lead our society. Because we think about other people, we think about what they need, what they deserve. And our uniqueness as men is something we should strive for. It's something we should grow in. We've got to know ourselves better. And when we do, we can contribute to other people and make the world a better place. All right, guys, closing out today, I just want to say that we are unique as men. You may be similar to other men, and that's good. That's a good thing. But you're not the same as other men. And we've got to embrace our uniqueness. And we do that by understanding that men do have similarities, but men don't have sameness. And that as men, we must embrace our uniqueness. So what I want to do this week is challenge you to really start your journey of growth, your journey as a man, figuring out what's unique about me, what drives you. Are you allowing the collective? Are you allowing other people to define you? Are you letting society as a whole define you? Or are you taking the time to go on that adventure of discovery in your own life? Or are you just kind of dropping out and settling for the stereotype? Oh, the stereotype's easy, Dave. I'm just going to stay with that. You see, the truth is you're a unique man and we need unique men in our world today. We need unique men to help change this world for the better. And that's something you can be. So I want to challenge you, go out there and be a unique man this week. You've been listening to the Confident Man Podcast. Click subscribe so you don't miss a future episode. You can connect with David on Facebook and Instagram at David the Maxwell. Find resources to help you as a man at theconfidentman.me. That's theconfidentman.me.